Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? It is May. Holla! Summer is almost here. I'm so excited about it. I am going on vacation soon. That's going to be fun. I'm going to get my feet in some sand and some water. And that is just like mm, the best thing ever. I need it to rejuvenate every single year. But I wanted to share with you this month's series. We're talking about May. It is May. And the series is going to be all about the May bees. We are talking about how to be valuable, be vocal, be visible, be a visionary, and be victorious. That is what we are going to tap into in the month of May. And we're going to start with the very first B, and that is be valuable. So if you want to see how you can be more valuable in your business, in your life, then definitely keep listening. And that is what we are going to be talking about on today's podcast. I bet you thought an inspection, balance, and alignment were words only used to describe a car tune-up. Nope, you may need one as well. As the BU boss, I work with people just like you, people in need of a tune-up. Let me help you become a more effective, efficient, and aware leader so that you can live the life you want doing what you're passionate about. Visit my website, andreapatrick.com today and click work with me in the menu selection. I'd love to get on a discovery call with you so that we can work on your brand tune-up. All right, so when it comes to being valuable, um, I want to primarily talk to those of you who are in the stay up stage of your business. Um, if you've not watched my YouTube video, um, I will link it in the show notes, but I talk about the five stages of entrepreneurship as I see them. I've been in business a long time and I have tried to figure out why things aren't working in my business more times than I can count. And I came up with one main reason, and that was because I was not operating or working with the people in the right stage of business for what I have to offer them. And so when I realized that they had these five stages of business, um, it made it so much easier for me to really tap into the right audience, the right customer base. Um, everybody talks about niching down, but I think it's important for you to know these five stages of Boston is what I call them. Um, and so if you've not watched that video, definitely maybe pause here, check out the show notes, find the video and watch that video so that um, you can really be in the right frame of mind when you're listening to this podcast. So again, I want to tap into how to be valuable um, and to create customer loyalty in your business. And 
You know, there are so many different ways that you can do this, but I'm going to point out four for you in today's podcast that I think are important and I would love your opinion. So if you're not following me on Instagram, head over there because that's where I do a lot of behind the scenes of my day to day things that are happening. Um, And you can see how I am being valuable to my customer and what I'm doing to provide them with um, information and tools as I see them for personal branding. But then also you can follow me on YouTube, be, be a subscriber. I'm actually trying to grow to a thousand subscribers this year. So um, if you can help out with that, great. But over there, I am also doing a series um, on the bees. And we're talking about some other things that you can do on social media to um, really be more effective. So head over there, subscribe. That's Andrea Patrick Official. But for today, we're talking about being valuable for customer loyalty. And the first thing I want to share with you is, um, and I know you've heard this before, so don't, I mean, I'm not trying to act like I came up with this all on my own, but you do need to differentiate yourself. That is one way that you can be valuable and create loyalty with your customer base. And when I say differentiate yourself, I don't mean necessarily the only thing is to, you know, have pretty pictures or to like have a unique website or something like that. What I'm talking about, differentiate yourself with your personality. In my program, which we're going to get to towards the end of the month, I want to share more about that with you. Um, I share with you the importance of nonverbal communication and just really identifying the volume of your personality, knowing what that volume is and how to adjust it um, depending on where you are and who you're with. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to pretend to be someone you're not. It's really the opposite. It's, It's figuring out or determining how you can be yourself in all situations, but how do you gauge how much of yourself to give based on what the person listening to you or in your presence can handle or based on their personality and what their personality needs so that they can hear you and receive what it is you're trying to get across to them. So that's one way you can differentiate yourself. Not many people are being um, mindful of that um, and being considerate of other people's personalities in their interactions in their business. So when you do that in your business, you're going to create loyalty because your customer is going to see that authenticity. They're going to see how you are actively working to consider them in your day-to-day of your business. So The first way that you can differentiate yourself is with your personality and learning how to manage the volume of your personality. The next thing um, to create loyalty within your customer base and being valuable is your unique solution. So whatever it is you're selling, your product or your service, you are there selling that product based on your influence, experience, perspective, and passion. And when you think of it in terms of that, Even if you are selling the same product someone else is selling, even if you are providing the same service that someone else is providing, because you are approaching that product or that service from your own influence, experiences, perspective, and passion, your take on the solution is going to be very unique based on that. And there will be other people who will identify with your solution, your unique solution. So if you want to be valuable, be yourself and approach the solutions to your problem, whether you're solving that problem with the product or with the service, approach it from your own um, uniqueness and your own approach to that particular product or service. So therefore, 
they can't get that anywhere else, right? Because you are the sum of your products, of your influence, experience, perspective, and passion. No one else has that combination the same way. So if you approach selling your product or service or providing your solution with this attitude, then you have already sort of differentiated yourself to your to your customer base. And those who resonate with your solution will become very loyal customers because you are the closest that they've come to actually being able to help them. So the, that's the first thing in being valuable is being able to differentiate yourself. Next is to get involved. Um, I have been a member of our local chamber of commerce for years. I've had my business in it and I have my nonprofit in it now. And one of the things that was very evident to me when I first started doing chamber work or when I first joined the chamber was that it seemed like it was a little clickish. It seemed like, you know, people weren't willing to talk to me or do business with me and my attitude or my mindset going in was that I wanted to go in. I said, oh, I have a nonprofit. Everybody's going to want to do business with me because I'm going to help them get tax write-offs. And so I went in with the wrong mindset. And when I got in there, I really started to look around and see how other people were um, navigating the chamber and getting things done and getting service and and, and, and those uh, uh, referrals. They were actually serving other people. They were um, not just going into the chamber to get something. They went into the chamber to give something. And that was the mindset shift that I had to make. So instead of going in always soliciting, I went in asking, how can I serve? How can I help? How can I get involved? So I got involved in the leadership um, uh, and became an ambassador in the chamber. That gave me much more visibility. Now what I'm doing is I am able to go out and talk to chamber members just on a one-on-one basis to make sure that they're still enjoying their membership. But when I go and do that, I am also able to talk about my nonprofit and just be uh, differentiate myself from the other nonprofits within the chamber chamber. And because I'm out there involved, people get to know who I am and they're more loyal towards sponsoring my uh, my program or donating or being volunteers or, you know, paying for tickets to things, um, things like that. So you want to get involved. Next, you can get involved with networking groups. Um, a lot of times, again, you're going into that scenario trying to get something, whether it's you're trying to collect as many um, business cards as you can so that you can do cold calling on them. Or maybe you're trying to um, you have a strategy, which I recommend in my programs to have a strategy for networking. Um, but you're going you're seeking out to get something and you want to change that mindset and start figuring out ways or determining ways to get involved in the networking group. Maybe you get on a committee to do an event. Maybe you show up early and help them get set up. Maybe you stay late and help them take down. But as you get involved, people know who you are. You start to differentiate yourself. You're adding value to that organization and they will remember that. Lastly, you can volunteer to get involved. Go to local community organizations um, and find out how you can get involved. Maybe you can donate some of your time and expertise in areas and that will also make you very valuable um, and it gives goodwill towards your business so that people know that you are one who's willing to help 
that opens the floodgates of people who might join your circle of influence and then boom, you have become much more valuable to your community and people are more apt to help you out and give you the loyalty of working with you. The next thing that can help you be more valuable is to create a positive customer experience. Now, I know that you are familiar already with the idea of a positive customer experience because you are a customer on some level, whether you're listening to this podcast because you have a business and you're trying to grow it more authentically, you're trying to consistently evolve and be open to failure, or whether you are listening to this podcast because you just like the sound of my voice, odds are you have been the recipient of either a positive or a negative customer experience. And what happens when you have a negative customer experience? You never want to go back to that place again. You never want to provide, you never want to um, patronize that particular service uh, professional again. So when you have a positive customer experience, this is where you add value. This is where you feel like the person that gave you that positive customer experience is valuable in your life and you will be loyal to them. I can give you a perfect example. Our line guy, landscape guy, um, who has helped us when we got our pool, he replaced our side. He's also the guy who's come out and um, done our landscaping around the pool. Once the pool was finished, he's the guy who trims my trees in the front. He does a good job. Um, his prices are good. And um, he prioritizes me when I call. He answers my calls as a positive customer experience. So even when I have a negative situation that might happen, you can look beyond that and say, oh, you know what? It's OK. It's just a little hiccup. But he's always here. He's always available. He always sends good guys. and He always does a good job. That's what you want, a positive customer experience. So if you're in business, one area to look at is your sales funnel. If when someone opts into your lead magnet or to get that downloadable print or whatever the checklist is, whatever it is you're using to get their email address, if that process for them is seamless and they're not having to jump through a ton of hoops um, and click, 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 click to get to the thing that they want, and then you sort of have a very organic way of selling them on the back end inside your email and they don't feel like you know, you're a used car salesman, that positive experience could yield a positive result for you in a conversion or a sale. The other thing that I think is really good for a positive customer experience is just appreciating your customer. And that could be as simple as, you know, hey, guys, I know that you've been with me. You've been ride or die in my email list for a long time. And I want to offer you guys um, uh, a free training. I want to do it. And so all you have to do is opt in or I'm going to provide you with um, I've got an expert in this area. I know you guys have been asking me questions about it. So I'm just going to have her come in and do a training for you guys to help you out. That's appreciating them. Or you could do something like sending them a birthday card when you get their email address. Um, and you could say, hey, like, give me your birthday. I want to make sure that I am appreciating you for being here. And you can send them a birthday card or you can send them notes on social media that just like says good job or praises them, you know, whatever that makes them feel like you're actually looking at what they're doing and that you are there to help them out and that you appreciate them for being in your community. That's another way to create a positive customer experience. And then lastly, obviously, you can give them deals and you can share offers and coupons with them so that they get discounts and you know they get access to things earlier than everyone else. Um, but when you provide this positive experience, that does create customer loyalty because it's 
if it's something that they really want or if it's something that they would normally have to pay for, or if you're just like giving them a high five and saying good job, maybe that's what they needed at the moment. And it helped them with their own mindset to like just push forward. It helped to motivate them and inspire them to do and be better. Lastly, if you want to be vile, if you want to be valuable, I'm sorry, in um, creating this customer loyalty is you want to share constructive and helpful information. Now, I hope that this podcast is constructive and I hope it's helpful to you. But, you know, when we talk about adding value to our customers lives, um, it's very, it's, it's such, such a subjective thing. It doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. There's no hard and fast rule for what being valuable could be. But I think that differentiating yourself, getting involved, having a positive customer experience are all ways to add value and create customer loyalty. But ultimately, you want to make sure that you're providing constructive and helpful information so that they feel like you're actually um, a productive part of their life, that there is reason to keep coming back to you, that you will always provide them with some insight into something that they didn't normally have, or you open their eyes to some things that they would not have known about, or you help them see a different perspective that ultimately is going to be helpful in what they're trying to do. So you want to give information. Now, what I will say is it's, you know, and this is something that I've struggled with before too, is when it comes to this constructive and helpful information, think about the actual solution that is needed. Um, what, what has been the problem? What has your audience been complaining about? What has been their, their, their frustration, their struggle? Um, and then provide them with effective and strategic information and tools to help them overcome those challenges. And that will become that constructive and helpful information. I found um, I struggled with this in the beginning of my business is that I was just trying to tell people what I thought they needed to know. Like, if this is your problem, this is what you need to know. Um, but I wasn't seeking out their input, really, to, to see what they were looking for. Um, and helping them to solve those problems and meeting them where they are. So that was a challenge that I, um, that was a struggle that I had when I first started my business. And when I was first starting to build out programs and, and, and courses and things like that, I just wanted to give them what I thought their problem was. I wanted to give them the solution to what I thought their problem was. And I wasn't actively seeking out to hear from them what their problem was so that I could start providing some of those answers and some of the tips that I had to help them solve those particular problems. Um, and they might very well be the same, but the beauty in asking for what it is that your audience is looking for is that the wording that they use, you need to use that wording as well so that their ears perk up when you're talking about it, right? So I chose this subject because I know that I've had, I've asked questions to my audience about, you know, what some of their challenges are. And, you know, everybody talks about being authentic and they talk about, you know, adding valuable content. But the question is, what does it mean really to be authentic and how do you do it? I, I, I know it sounds like we should know, um, but it's a struggle for a lot of people to be themselves because they're trying to do something they see someone else has already done. So effectively, they think if they do it the way they see someone else doing it, they will 
achieve the same level of success. Unfortunately, that person, if, if done authentically, um, they did it the way that worked best for them. They made it work for them. So you can't do it exactly the way they did it because what works for one person may not work for you. So what you have to look at is what was the intent behind what they did and how can you achieve that same intent? How can you reach that same intent with how you need to do it? And so it's the same when it comes to providing constructive and helpful information. You want to hear your audience and what their struggle is, and then you want to offer them assistance um, in a way that they can see themselves actively taking um, hold of that advice and working it within to their own plan to achieve the same goal that you achieve. So if you want to be valuable to your customers and achieve that customer loyalty, definitely differentiate yourself, get involved, have a positive customer experience and share constructive and helpful information. I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If it was, make sure you leave a comment and a review because that is so helpful in getting the word out about my podcast and getting more people to hear it. So I would appreciate it if you did that. Also, if you want to um, hear about my five stages of Boston or my Boston in stages, if you will, um, definitely check out the video link in the description box or in the show notes below. I will have it posted there for you. Um, And don't forget to follow me on Instagram for behind the scenes of my business and how I'm actually walking out these things. And then also over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Click that notification bell because I am sharing even more bees over there. We're talking about how to be effective on social media. um, And I've got some bees over there for the month of May. So get that done and I will see you back here again next week. Thanks for listening. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AFPatrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.